Hey everyone, I hope you're all doing amazing. I just wanted to jump on here and first off say thank you so much for the support. Uh, thank you for just being a part of this community. Without you guys, I wouldn't have this and wouldn't be able to help you all. So I just want to say thank you so much. Um, today's episode is going to be great and I really can't wait for you to hear it. It's going to be very insightful and also you're going to be able to see that we've been able to impact people all around the world. Today's guest is actually from South Africa and at 21 years old, was able to break into medical device sales as a full-line sales rep, uh, was actually still in college when they got the offer. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that. I did just want to take a moment to talk about our course. Right now, we are getting people hired in an average of 11 weeks at $91,000. And the reason I want to just say that is because that's under three months. And so especially going into this changing world, which I just talked on our course call yesterday in our office hours, is you know, it's very clear to see we're going into a recession. There's been people laid off in tech sales and just regular sales. And then also medical device sales companies have started laying people off, which doesn't mean you can't get hired. It just means that it is now more competitive and you have to be perfect as you go through this process. We actually just got one of our course mates hired yesterday, Garrett. He is an athletic trainer. So again, showing that we can get people hired without that B2B sales experience, without that background. But it's all about how you go about it. And after being able to help over 600 people break into medical device sales and even myself beating out 500 people for my current role, we have it pretty much down to a science of what to do to get hired in medical device sales. So if this is something you're very serious about, you would like to take it to the next level and break into medical device sales, please feel free to reach out to me on either LinkedIn at Jacob McLaughlin or new to medical device sales on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you would like to find me. And always happy to jump on a call to go over the course. But we'll, real quick, just touching on the course, a lot of people will click on the link and think it's just the course and the videos, and it's not. So there's four parts how I explain it. Number one, there's the course, the videos, and the quizzes that we have to make sure you're getting understanding of the material. Number two, we do office hours, which we just did yesterday, where it's a Zoom call and we all get on there. And there's several reasons why I like it. Number three is we do mock interviews to make sure you guys are ready for these intense interviews. Because again, they're five to seven interviews long. You're going to be going up against hundreds of people. So you have to be perfect. And we try to make it as tough. My motto for that is we're going to make you sweat during practice so you don't bleed during war. Because I want you guys to be fully prepared when going into this. And then lastly, how we're able to get people hired so quickly is one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's why I only allow five people into the course each month is because I literally get on calls with you guys. Just was on a call for 37 minutes yesterday with one of the students. I literally hear your guys' situation and help coach you through that. And that's how we're able to give a personalized approach, but also get results so quickly. So if it is something you are interested in, please feel free to reach out to me. But I'm excited about today's episode. Can't wait for the value that Dolan is going to be able to share to you, and you're going to love the accent. So let's get into it. Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and I am so excited about today's episode. Today, I'm going international. We're not having somebody from the US. We're not even having someone from Canada or England, uh, which we've got a lot of people broke in from there. We're having someone from South Africa who is 21 years old, graduated yesterday, and is now broken into medical device sales. I am so excited to bring you guys Dolan Marshall, who, like I said, is 21 years old, 
accepted a position before he graduated and is in South Africa as a medical device sales rep. And I'm so excited because I'm going to learn about this. And I was just telling Dolan before the show, it's crazy for me two years ago when I picked up a camera, I never thought that I would be reaching the UK, the, you know, Netherlands and then South Africa, but to see it happen. And, and it's, it's just fun for me. Uh, so again, before I go on a rant, Dolan, welcome to the podcast. No, thanks a lot, Jacob. Thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Of course, man. I'm so excited to dive deep with you to learn about kind of just the differences in the American system and the and African system and, and then also just about your journey. So real quick, can you just give us a little bit of background? I know I told him that you're 21, but give us a background on who Dolan Marshall is. Um, so um, you know, I'm Dolan Marshall currently in South Africa. And my journey actually started in at about 15 years old, being really excited and passionate about the medical industry. And as well as business, it's always been um, a dual-sided passion of mine. And the passion actually led me to apply to medical school and unfortunately got rejected, but that didn't stop me. Um, eventually, um, got into a BSc, completed my BSc, as you said yesterday, and it's a Bachelor of Science in Human Genetics and Human Physiology. And upon this journey of trying to get into medical school and also trying to maintain my business passion, I came across medical device sales. And thanks to your podcasts and your help, it has honestly helped me to say the right things, do the right things, and ultimately led to a job in medical device sales as a full-line sales rep for orthopedics company in South Africa. Man, I, I love to hear that, man. Like, again, what I want you guys to hear graduated yesterday was putting in the work while he was doing that. And we're going to, we're going to talk about his work ethic, but not only came in as an associate accepted a full line sales position. And we're going to dive deep, not even in just one division. He impressed the manager so well that they asked him to be in multiple divisions, which we will dive deep into, which I can't, I can't wait to, to go in. And, and so real quick, Dolan, what made you, when you, you were going through this process, right? You, you knew you liked medicine. You knew you kind of liked business. What made you be like medical device sales is it? This is what I want to do. So combining the two passions is rather difficult because they're so different. And when I came across medical device sales, finding that you can actually mix both so well. And what makes medical device sales especially important to me and why I'm especially passionate about it is the fact that you're changing people's lives. It's not just a sales job. It Yes, there's selling involved. Yes, there's, there's those type of things that involves business. But the product you're selling and that gets put into the patient actually changes their life or gives their life back to them in, in terms of orthopedics. I mean, someone comes in, can barely walk, their back is sore, they have spine problems, and a device you sell gives someone back to their family in better health than what they came in. And I mean, to me, there's no job that can give you that satisfaction like medical device sales. And when being part of a team of, you know, you're part of the team of the doctors, the surgeons, the nurses. To me, that's amazing. And trying to help the patient get the best outcome due to your product. And that's what made it stand out to me above anything else. I love that, man. I love that. And, and it's so true, right? This is why it's such a unique uh, division. It's a unique industry is because we do get to have the best of both worlds, work with the surgeons, work. I have to go through all the medical school, but you know, be with the smartest people, work with the nurses and the scrub techs, but also Make sure that we're there making an impact on somebody's life because we, we want to give the patient on the table, which is always our number one concern. 
It's not the money. It's not, it's that is the number one, getting the best outcome for that person, because that person has to walk away with your device that you're, you're selling. And so a hundred percent, I love to hear that answer because that's where I, I, I want to just always tell people, right. It can't just be about the money. Yes. We know this industry can do very well. We get it, but it has to be so much more than I just want to make some money. It's got to be, I, I really care about what I sell. I know I want to make sure that I'm helping other people and that's when you'll be a successful rep. No, of course, because if you're just thinking about money, then at the end of the day, it's, it's not about the patient. It's not about the device. It's about me, myself, and I. And as you said in many of your podcasts, and I believe my, by myself, the medical device rep or the whatever they are in terms of sales, you're, you're an asset to the client, whether that client be the surgeon or even the patient, where in our case as medical device reps, it's about them. It's not about you. And as soon as it starts becoming about you, that's when you start losing, um, how can I say, you start losing all the ground you've made. And by doing that, you're you're basically losing yourself and your success. You've lost your success before it's even come, in my opinion. No, 100%, man. I love that point. And that's such a good point for everyone who is considering. And the reason I always talk about that is people who are considering this, especially here in America, we're going into a recession. It's very clear to see there's, I literally just talked to people, they're getting laid off right now, even in medical device sales. Um, that is still happening and it's starting to happen and it's going to be even more in the future upcoming. But I always tell people there's always job for top performers, right? And most of the people who get laid off and aren't performing, again, sometimes they're going to just do mass layoffs and you can't. But if you're somebody who just cared about the money, your numbers probably weren't where they're supposed to be and it's going to be hard for you to get a new position. But if you're good at what you do, actually care about who you are and the, the, the care you're giving and the service you're giving to people, most likely your numbers will reflect that and you'll always have an opportunity uh, to go. So I always just like touching on that. But Dolan, I really do want to touch because this is a learning, learning time for me too. Can you kind of explain, because we talk about, you know, here in America, here in the USA, right? It's no surprise that healthcare is expensive, but it's also it's driven by finances. We know that. That's not a surprise. And if it is for anybody listening, sorry to burst your bubble. Um, yes, money comes into healthcare very high. And so can you kind of walk us through how it is in Africa for you guys? Because I know when we talked a little bit off air, there's a couple of different systems that can actually come into play. Yes. So I can't speak for Africa as a whole, but I can speak for South Africa. And in South Africa, we actually have a division in our healthcare system. There's a public sector as there is in the US, and there's also a private healthcare system. So the public healthcare system is not up to par um, to your guys in any sense. It's very understaffed. Um, the Many of the staff are overworked. The equipment is old. Some of your MRI machines and those type of things in certain hospitals in certain regions are old. And I mean, to continually use those things on a daily basis. And I mean, most of the South African population actually relies on the public healthcare system. So you can already see the problem there using old equipment to treat the mass amount of patients that these hospitals have to maintain. So there's already a problem. And with the private healthcare system, it works on a medical aid. So um, South Africans can take out a medical aid from various companies and this medical aid then covers your hospital stay. And our private hospitals are a lot like the American public hospitals, um, up-to-date equipment. Um, There's enough staff, they aren't overworked. And that's what I would say is the biggest difference. And it comes down, like you said, in, in America to money. I mean, those that can afford it have the private healthcare opportunity, and those that can't afford it uh, end up in the public healthcare sector, which is highly understaffed and 
these people most of the time don't get the healthcare they deserve due to finances. And that's, I would say is the biggest difference. Yeah. And that's huge just to like learn the difference is in the world, right? Cause this is why I love to learn, you know, like I've told people, my, con- my company's out of the UK. The NHS is very different than what we have here in America. So it's, it's fun to learn what's going on over in, in South Africa as well. Um, and now, so I want, I want to kind of pivot because I really want to get the most out of it for helping people, but also being able to let you share your story. Can you tell us why you were in college? We, we talked about you were in college, but you said you had a little bit of sales experience. Can you tell these guys what you're doing? Because I love this story and I want, I want people to hear what you were doing. Um, to let them know you just didn't go to college and get a job guaranteed. Like tell them what you did before, while you were going to college and getting that sales experience that you had. Um, so while I was studying at university, as I said, my passion was also sales and business. So I thought to myself, how could I handle a full-time degree and also pick up sales experience? Because I know it's needed in medical devices, but not always. So what I'd done was I got a part-time job at a, at a, so a retail company that sells clothing. But what makes this company so unique and where it came to my benefit, especially throughout the interview process, as well as looking for a job, is that we actually take the products to the customers. It's a door knocking job. So we literally end up knocking on doors, going to houses, going to businesses, knocking on these doors, giving a hard sale. So it's working in the trenches. And this I would do occasionally throughout um, university recess. I would do this whenever the opportunity presented itself or whenever the business that I worked for needed an extra staff member or they were understaffed for a certain sales period. And then I would fill in, do the job. And that has helped me a lot. And luckily through personal development and reading books and looking at YouTube videos, um, I've improved my sales and I managed to consistently end up being in the top three of the company every time I work there. I love it, man. I lo- and the reason I wanted you to share that story, because first off, good to you. Like, I love that hustle, man. And it shows why you're going to be successful. It shows how you got a full line rep at 21. But to the listeners, we've, we've talked about this, right? A lot of people tell me they want to break into medical device sales, but they're like, I just don't know what to do. And it's such a passive, passive take on it. Uh, I'm just going to watch some YouTube videos, but I don't know, right? And I've told, like you have done, I've told so many people, you should go get a side sales job, but they don't want to go get the door shut on their face. They don't want to actually put in the work. They don't want to, which you're going to have to get anyway. But the reason I'm saying this is I've said it on the podcast. This is no surprise to you guys who are listening. But I, I say it, majority of people who are trying to break into this industry and the reason they're not getting jobs is because they're lazy. They're trying to skip steps. They're trying not to do what they need to to get results. And also with that said is that they don't want to put in the effort. And this is, this is why I get so passionate about because it correlates into the interview process, right? As you know, as you just went through it, it's not an easy process. They're going to make sure they, they get the best person. And it's no different than what I tell people, right? I just beat out 500 people for my position. My CEO, Elliot, said it on one of the past podcasts. But also what's going on now is like I told you guys, we're in a recession. There's literally medical device sales reps getting laid off right now. Tech sales have been calling me because they all laid off. If you guys haven't watched the news, turn it on. You'll see all this, right? Which again, I still tell people, we're still getting people hired. My average person is getting hired in 11 weeks at 91K. It's great. But what I am telling you, it's now got a lot more competitive. You're now not just going against someone from ADP. You're going from someone from Medtronic, Johnson & Johnson, that needs a job. And so the reason I wanted Dolan to tell that story is Dolan didn't skip a step. When he was in university, he's like, how can I make myself better? Yes, I'm going to get the degree that I want. That's going to help me. But what can I do to make myself more sellable? What can I do that's going to help me in the future? And this is the best part. 
Dolan, by doing that and continuing to grow, he already knows how to do sales. He already knows how to get rejected. He's probably been cur- cursed out uh, several times trying to sell that door to door. And so, you know, you've just been able to get yourself to where you're actually coming in. And that's why, and I want you to talk on this next, Dolan, is you went through this interview process. You got a full line sales rep role at 21 and not just in one division. Yeah, so the thing is, I think what most people forget is, as you say, they're not hardworking. And hard, being a hard worker is also not good enough because there, there's a lot of people that can work hard. Yes. But at the end of the day, it's about how can you make yourself better? So what I've done is I've got loads of sales books, business books, endless YouTube videos. I mean, I think out of your over 100 videos, I must be on... Let, let, let's let's say about 98 to about 103 of your videos I've watched. The thing is about putting in the effort, but also not just sitting there mindlessly and watching the YouTube video. You need to take it in. You need to write it down. If you're not a person who likes to write, then type it. If you don't want to type it, then memorize it. I mean, there's always a way to do something. And I think lots of people forget that as well. They think that if plan A doesn't work, it's over. But luckily... There's 26 letters in the alphabet. So from A to Z, there's always a plan and there's always a way to improve yourself. And that's what you constantly have to think about throughout your networking, your interview process. What makes you better than all the other applicants? And you need to sell that. And at the end of the day, the interview process is is just another sale. And I don't say that to sound arrogant or anything, but it's another sale. You need to show them the potential client, even though they are your, your potential employer you need to show them why you are better than all the other people they're interviewing for this job and that comes down to personal development what what skill or what mindset do you have that other people don't because people can work hard but what makes you better i love that man i whoever is listening go back rewind it the last three minutes and re-listen to that five more times because that is so dead on it's not even funny it is a hundred percent the reason why we get people hired and why I got hired and why Dolan's got hired is because that exact point, just like to that point, I know like, for example, my brother works construction. He works hard. I'll be honest. He does more physical labor than me, right? He's working hard, but getting into this industry, working hard is not enough. What are you doing to separate? Everyone can tell you. And I say this in my final pitch every time. And when I'm in an interview, I can tell you, I'm going to go make $2 million in sales. I can say whatever you want. I can say, I'm going to be a hard worker, but hopefully I've shown you during this process that I really mean what I say. Talk is cheap. Let me just do, right? And to your point, that's why you're successful. And I already know you're going to just do so well in this industry is because what he just said, most people, this is my frustration with people who say they want to get a med device and they reach out to one person and they don't get back to them. And then they start crying. Oh, I reached out. They didn't get back to me. It's, it's frustrating. My God, right? Like you're, you got to find a way. The difference between winners and losers, losers will ex- talk about why it didn't work. Winners don't talk about that. All they do is like, exactly to your point, plan A didn't go, let's try plan B. All the way till Z and then double Z, right? They're going to just not stop and figure out a way to make it work and get creative. And when you do that, your brain starts working in a different way. And to your one last point I wanted to say is, again, the mindset. Like people just don't understand. It is a mindset that you always are continuing to get better. Like even myself. I'm still every 
free second I get, I'm reading. I'm, I do a lot of audio books now because I just don't have time to read. I'll do audio books. I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm reaching out to mentors. I'm getting on networking calls. It's always just trying to be better. And I, and I, real quick, I want you guys to hear this because I listened to a, a video by Tony Robbins and he's worked with billionaires. And they said, what is the common thing that you see? And he says, with, when it's high-performing individuals, it's never about the money. It's not about making a bill because once you have a billion, who cares if you have two billion, right? It's it's you got enough. What the conversation was though, the reason it usually is the financial part is it's growth. That's why the person who makes one point five billion is trying to make two next year because they're trying to be better than they were last year. And this is where he's like, sometimes they won't go in the financial aspect; they'll go in the relationship aspect, they'll go in the spiritual aspect, they'll go somewhere. But you get to a a point where Dolan is. I'm here. There's a lot of high individuals who are there. We're not addicted to the actual getting the result of doing this. It's the process of growth. And that was the comment by Tony Robbins is if you're not these individuals, AKA myself, because I feel it on a constant basis. If I'm not growing, I feel like I'm dying and I'm taking steps back and then I get anxious. I feel like I'm not putting in my full potential and then I feel miserable. And that's when we feel the most alive is when we're growing and continuing to get better every single day, which is exactly what Dolan just said. And that's why he's going to be successful and what you guys need to be. Because if you're not that way, it's going to be hard to beat someone like ourselves. And I'm just being candid because we are in love with the process of getting better compared to just making a couple hundred K. And, and, and just to add to that, I think what most people get wrong, they're focusing too much on the destination. It's, yes. it's, it's about the journey. Um, the destination needs to be there because otherwise you have no direction. But once you have the destination, you got your direction. So now it's about how can I make this journey as exciting as possible, as beneficial as possible, and how can I do it effectively? And when it comes down to the, to the, to the interview process, yes, you want to get the job. But at the end of the day, it's about what can I do to get the job? Yes. What can I do along my journey? Well, how can I improve myself to make me better than the rest? Because as I, as I said earlier, every individual can work hard. Every individual can do things. Everybody has talents, but make sure your talents and skills are better than all of the other people that are interviewing for the same job. Even if you think, no, I don't need to read another book on, on sales. I'm fine. I'm good up. Or I don't need to read another book on accounting or persuasion or everything. Read the other book because there's going to be a sentence or a line that makes you stand out above another applicant who's who doesn't want to read the second book or the third book. And it's you need to be growth-minded at the end of the day. And that's what these recruiters and these companies are looking for. They want individuals that have a growth mindset and the people that are looking to aim for more in the future. Because if you stay in the same place as you were last year, you're just average at the end of the day. You're yep. not growing, you're not performing. And that's the thing that they need to keep in mind is that constantly think, how can I be better? Yep. And that will do, it can only do good for you. Yep. And if you stay average, you're going to get beat by someone who's not trying to be average, right? That, that's just the world. And this is how I know I like you, Dolan. Because I literally just posted on the Instagram this week that exact thing is Gary V talks about it. I love Gary V. If you guys haven't listened to him, he's all about entrepreneurship. But it's you have to love the journey because the journey is what takes 10 years. The destination is such a small part. So if you don't love it and you're miserable for the whole journey, it, who cares about the destination? You'll be miserable once you get there, right? And then also there's a quote that's been going around, and this is the one. And it's, the wolf that loves walking is hungrier than the wolf on top of the hill. And if you always are the wolf that's just loving walking, aka loving the journey, loving the process of getting better, 
it doesn't matter because guess what? You're going to get to the top of the hill. There's a new hill to go climb. And you just, that's how you elevate compared to people will get to the, this top and then they get complacent and they're like, bam. And that's when they lose. They will eventually lose. I, I just make that clear. They talk, we talk about this in business. The people who lose are the ones who are like, oh, the internet's not around forever. Guess what? It probably did stay around. And now those people who thought that are no longer in business, right? And so it just talks about, it's always the growth. And the one thing I do want to mention on that point, it's what I still do. Every sales call I have, I still go and I leave that. What could I have done better? Even if I made the sale, I was just talking to one of our students in the course. Even if I make the sale and it went well, what else could I have done to make it even better? What could I have done to make it faster, maybe more streamlined, to have a better experience, even if it went perfect? Because that's just how I think. And that's how you should be thinking. And that's how you get better because you're always self-reflecting. Because I'll tell you, the day you think you're perfect is the day you're going to get beat. Because no one's ever perfect. doesn't matter who you talk to. They know that. And the people who think they're perfect, their time's coming, right? And it, and it gets to that point. So I wanted to talk on that. That was such a good point, Nolan. Like, thank you for sharing that because it gets me going. Um, and that's how I know you'll do very well, the, the mindset you have. But I do want to just touch on, so you went through the interview process, right? And yeah. I know we talked about, you, you did so well that it wasn't even like you were originally going for trauma, but there was also spine and neuro. And they actually asked you to, to be a part of all of it. Can you kind of give us real quick about that experience of your interview process? And then also what you did to help stand self out to be getting those kind of offers. Um, so what I mainly did was in order to get the interviews is, I cannot strain this enough, networking, networking, networking. I mean, being 21 years old, Everyone thinks you're inexperienced. You're still young. You, you can't bring anything to the table. It's about the networking and about selling yourself. And through networking, I've done exactly what you've done. I've must have messaged over 100 people on LinkedIn, cold message. But also the message wasn't just a general message like, hey, I'm trying to break in. Could you help me? Looking at their profile, understanding their profile, looking at their journey and including that in your message. Because it sounds, it seems more personalized, which it is. Because if everyone's getting the same message, why would they make time for you? I mean, you're, you're an absolute stranger. So through doing that and then keeping an Excel spreadsheet of everyone I spoke to, the company they worked at, their, their contact details, if they gave it to me, what the conversation was about, as well as how did I feel about the conversation? Did it go well? Would they be speaking to me again? Do they not like me? And using that, I leverage relationships and managed to get an interview at a company and this company is actually two companies. It is a higher company which focuses on spine, kind of, um, you know, focuses on spine, neuro, musculofacial, and that's the that's the mother company, if I can put it in that sense, which is about eight to ten years old. Whereas the trauma company, uh, which opened under the main company, has only been about three to five years old. So I initially went in for a trauma position at this company, um, wanting to obviously land the trauma role and. When I, upon my, my, my second interview, the managing directors were present in the interview and they wanted to hear more about me. And I, I just, I told them my story. And as Jacob says, you need to know your story. If you yep. don't know your story, you're going to get lost. And I also mentioned to the directors, I can say many things. I can say I'm going to sell X amount of devices and I can do, but if you just give me one shot, I'll show you what I can do. And at the end of the day, it's about believing in yourself, guys. If you don't, the, the interviewer and the recruiter can see you if you believe in yourself or not. I mean, if you're anxious and worried and if you stumble on a word, 
they're going to wonder, can this guy actually do what he says he can do? And I, I think that that can basically account for most of my success is that I know my story and I know my achievements and I can link any one of my achievements to sales. I mean, during high school, I also played uh, rugby. In South Africa, we have rugby as opposed to football. Yep. And that's one of our big sports. And I played at the national level. And one of the questions were in, in interview is that they, they, they're wondering how hardworking it was. So I explained the journey of the rugby, which took me to the age of 11 at a national level. At, and I told them that was constant working for six years on the same goal to get the same thing. And nothing swayed me off of that goal. And it's about linking your experiences because everybody has something to give. It doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, no, I pushed for six months to get a client. Yep. It can be like me with rugby. It can be you attempting to 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 get a girlfriend if i can put it in that sense or partner i mean how did you approach that how did you how long did you stick it out because they want people with grit they want people with determination and being able to link your past successes whether they seem insignificant to you to the job at hand i think can can definitely make the difference for you especially someone like me yep me who they believe is most people 21 I don't know a lot of things. I haven't had experience. So they automatically think, oh no, he's automatically not qualified. So they really go in with this kind of negative thing into the interview. And by you showing them, I might be 21. I might be young. I might not have knowledge, but the difference is I'm oldable as opposed to someone who's been in this industry for 20 years. You can, yeah. you can teach me. We can, we can help each other to make me the best rep that's possible. And if you link your past successes and say, listen, I've managed to do this with guidance if you can guide me and i will also guide myself i will go read books i will go do i'll put in the extras because i know most people aren't willing to do that and i mean if you just use or leverage your network and use those individuals experiences i mean people like you have been in for like two years plus some people have been in for 20 years speak to those people every person has one good sentence or one good piece of advice to give whether You've heard the same thing for 15 minutes on the phone call. That last minute of the phone call, that 16th minute can be the most valuable inf information you've attained in your life. So my biggest advice would be know your story, link past successes and how they can help you with this, with this job, whatever it may be, whichever division it may be. And just be confident and believe in yourself, no matter your age, no matter your background. Just, just believe in you because if you don't believe in you, who else is going to believe in you? I love it. I say that all the time, Dolan. Yes, baby. That was go back and listen to that again, you guys. I get so jacked. That is so good. And it's so true. And, and I say this all the time to people. Age is just a number. And, and I, I know we hear this, but like I'll just be straight up, you know, where I came from in the lowest income area of Iowa. I know a lot of 50-year-old childs. I know people who aren't responsible. I know 50-year-olds who don't pay their bills. I know 50-year-olds who aren't parents. Right. Like, and I say that and I'm not calling shots. I'm just being straight up. There's people who have age and they think age is what makes you better. No, I know a lot of people that are 45 in med device sales that suck. They're going to get mad when they watch this. I, they already messaged me, right? But I've also been able to show I've accomplished more in two years than they have in 12. And people will get, oh, he's so cocky and all this. And that's fine. People are going to take it how they want. But also when it's like, I'm not trying to like say I'm better than them. I'm just saying the results speak. Like when I'm getting offers, when I'm hitting top 10 at top companies, like when you're just putting in the work and again, it's just work driven, that's what makes the difference. And so to Dolan's point, right? 
Each and every single one of you guys have something to offer a company. Each and every one of you guys are special in your own way. But what you need to be able to show is your past experience, how they made you. They need to be able to see what makes you different than every other candidate and what, to Dolan's point, it may have nothing to do with sales. You want to know why I got hired? I'm not going to go into the full detail. My CEO asked, what's the hardest thing you've ever had to go through in your life? When I tell them that, when I tell them what I had to go through, which I'm not going to share here because it's so personal, that's when you'll figure out my, my mindset. It doesn't matter who I'm going up against. I'm going to crush you because I'm, I have so much to go for now. And I've been through, like I, I was talking to my buddy, and this is not going to go too deep, but like when you've been in literal hell and you didn't know what to do and you survived that and now you're on the other side, you can't beat me, man. Like you can't take me back because I could go. I know I can go back down and I can go even probably deeper now and I'm still going to get out of it. And when I have that mindset, that's when my CEO is like, ah, oh, we joke around the serpent in the, the, uh, the ocean, right? And that just gets beat on, beat on, beat on, but eventually we'll come up 100%, man. And when you've lived that life and you've already been at the very bottom and you've been able to see on the other side, there's nobody that can stop you. So I know that got pretty dark and pretty deep for a quick 30 seconds, but I'm telling you guys, each and every single one of you have a story and it may have nothing to do with sales. And that might be the reason you get hired. And this is why Dolan's to his point, we need to know your story. People need to be able to see that because if you're just being superficial all the time, first off, they're in sales, they'll see it. But second of all, you won't last because you're going to just be like everybody else. Each and every one of you have gone through something that makes you stand out and why you're a great candidate. Yeah, so I, I think to that point, I think people who especially come from, how can I say, that have been in hell, like you say, I mean, with my constant rejections from medical school and just constantly feeling that I'm not good enough, that has helped me a lot. I mean, even with the rugby, I mean, rugby, constant rejection to get to the level I played at. I mean, consistently, year on year, not good enough, not good enough. And that helps a lot with sales because not every customer is going to say yes. Yep. And it's just being, I mean, we, we used to rejection, so it doesn't affect us anymore. So if a customer says no, it's like, okay, that's great. Move on to the next one. Because at the end of the day, it's, it, it is a numbers game, but it's about relationships as well. So you need to build those relationships and don't let a no deter or mess up an existing relationship. Because I see what a lot of salespeople do is one customer says no, they take it out on the next customer. Yep. What they need to realize is that every single person is a unique individual. Yep. And they done nothing wrong to you. It's the previous client that maybe you said the wrong thing. Maybe they interpreted it wrong. Yep. Um, and that's when you need to go back, adjust, and move on to the next customer. And that that's a big thing. It's about constantly needing to better yourself. Even coming from coming from how I mean, think you like just think about it. It can't go lower. I mean, when you're at the lowest, lowest, that's what I always tell myself. When I feel like I'm at the lowest, lowest, I can only go up from here. Yep. Um, because I've 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 managed to 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 how can I say, accept the lows and move through the lows. So what, what can be worse than this? I and love that, it, man. That's perfect how it links to sales. It is a hundred percent. Real quick. I want to touch on a no, maybe just a no. Now you don't know, like people don't understand how many sales that I have made that got told no, got cussed out, get out. Six months later, I go back and I make that sale. It's just a no right now. So until they tell you to F off. Even in the interview process, I say this all the time. I got told to F off at one point, but until they tell you, you keep showing up and guess what? 
I'm going to still show up three months later and be like, hey, what's up? Because guess what? That person might still tell you to F off. Okay, it's good. But they also might be like, hey, sorry, I was having a bad day that day. How's things going for you? You never know. So to that point, and, and like you said, man, this is I said this the other day about I made a podcast about you can't be in your emotions, man. That's life. You're going to have lows. Well, everybody thinks we, we paint this fake picture that people need to be happy and it's good times all the time. And that's not real because guess what? It's great till your grandma dies. It's great till you get broke up with. It's great till something bad happens, right? And that's life and it's guaranteed to happen. It's not going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. So you need to, this is where you, and you're very good at this, what we're talking about. You need to appreciate the high times, the good times, because it's so sweet. But you also know they won't last all the time. But also it makes you respect when you get to the low times because they're coming. There's another one. There's going to be waves. I say, I, I've heard this before. You either are going into a storm, currently in a storm, or coming out of a storm. That's life, right? And so when you are in that storm, understand, I'm going through it. I just got to hang on one more day and get to the next day and the next day. And then you finally get out, and then it's sunshine and rainbows and flowers everywhere. And then you get to go into that reaping benefit, and then something might el else might happen. So I just wanted to always put that out there for you guys because, again, I know there's a lot of different walks of life that are listening to this, different financial outcomes, different things that have happened to you guys. And just understand your story is unique to you. But if you're going through a tough time right now, embrace it and know it can get better. And you got to put in the work to get better. And if you're crushing it, just got a job, you're in a high spot, understand you're in a blessed position. And there's probably a storm coming here in the future. So you need to prepare yourself. And that's why I get so passionate on how I talk because I'm always preparing because guess what? I know a storm's coming. So I'm not going to be surprised when I get that bad news. It's that sucks. Would rather not be here, but guess what? We're here. We got to figure it out. Compared to most people, the storm hits them. They never prepared for it. Now they're crying. They play the victim the whole time. And then their whole life's a storm instead of actually coming back and fighting back. So that's a last little rant. Had nothing to do with med device sales. But again, I hope that was just helpful for you guys. But Dolan, man, like I can't even tell you how thankful I am for you. First off, just to be on this podcast, take time out of your busy day. But just also just tell you, man, how proud I am of you. Of like to see you and be able to connect and be at 21 to see where you're at. And I know the success is only going to keep coming. It's good. It's amazing. But also like, like I said, man, it's for, surreal for me to be sitting here talking to someone in Africa that listened to the podcast and was able to use that to break in. And so just again, from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you for just being a part of this because it, it's just surreal. And, and I appreciate you for the support and being a part of this and so proud of you on breaking in. No, thanks a lot, Jacob. And uh, all you have guys, honestly, Jacob's information that he provides, and I don't mean just through his eBooks. I mean, just the YouTube videos, because I know some people maybe. Maybe I'm not in a blessed financial position to afford an ebook or the course. But guys, honestly, his YouTube videos provide a lot of information. And most of my information on how med devices works, the process comes from Jacob. And use your network, guys. Use LinkedIn. Um, there's, there's people that are in this industry for over 20 years. They have something to give. Um, and at the end of the day, leverage them. And another piece of advice I could give is when you get on a call with these people, let them talk. Because it makes you look good. Let them talk. Yes, Ask sir. them and use open-ended questions. Because if you're using a question like, do you like your job? Then it's a yes or a no. 
But if you could ask questions, and that's what I've done. For every person I contacted, I had a list of questions, about nine questions. You probably only get through four, but have that nine or ten questions to ask them and make sure they're open-ended. Because when they start to get talking, you guys might find common ground. And based on that common ground, you can leverage that to for future for future future jobs, future opportunities, and even future advice. I mean, like the type of questions I would ask is what what are the most positive sides of medical device sales? And then what are the most negative? And then what's the lifestyle within your specific division? Because you guys need to also realize, as Jacob said many times, the lifestyle in trauma is totally different to a lifestyle in some other division. So at the end of the day, speak to every person and take what you can because every person provides advice. And guys, there's information online. Google it. If you don't know, go Google it. I mean, these guys that are medical device sales representatives are busy people. Sometimes they're going to get back to you. And sometimes you need to know something now for your own sanity. There's Google. There's YouTube videos. I mean, Jacob has over 100 videos telling you exactly what to do, how to do it. Just listen and put in the effort. Don't just mindlessly sit there and watch the video. Write it. Type it. Commit it to memory because these are the things that help you get in. These are the things that help me get in. So that would be my piece of advice. Always grow and use your resources. I love it, man. Thank you so much, Dolan, for taking time out of your day. Again, it means the world and so proud of you. So congratulations on breaking into medical device sales, man. No, thanks a lot, Jacob. And thanks for your time and your advice. I appreciate it. Of course, man. And for everybody that's listening, of course, the press the like and subscribe button. If you guys are watching, a five-star review helps us grow this channel. And again, if you guys are interested in medical device sales, we do have a course. Our average person, I'm so proud to say we just got three more people hired last week. Our average person in our course is getting hired in 11 weeks, so under three months and at a base of $91,000. So again, that's just the average. Yes, we have people getting placed the first time over six figures. Um, and again, I help with the negotiation. And so real quick with the course, it's not just the course. It's also we're doing office hours where we all meet together and I help coach. We do, in, uh, we do mock interviews and we also do one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's why I only allow five people into the course. I actually only have one spot left this month. Then it goes onto the wait list for the next spot. But if you guys are interested in the course uh, description is in the link below. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy to talk to you guys on Jacob McLaughlin or new to medical device sales throughout all the platforms. And I will see you guys on the next one. Peace.